Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, December 6th, 2022. As always, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm feeling extra good today because Woo! I'm doing something that's very special. I get to host the show with the master hype snowbike. Come on, the hype bros together, Tim. Oh, I'm feeling it, Mike. I love this. I rarely get to do any show with you because yep, you're true. out there streaming every day. You're out there on the <laughs> X-Cast every week. I'm not on those shows. No, you're making business calls, though. You're making all the deals. You're very busy. But we get to connect sometimes, and it's always a ton of fun because we've done Pokemon card unboxings, which is we always got, We got to get back to that. We've talked about hype trailers before. Always good. And, of course, we're talking about hype video game news today, which is exciting, Tim, because the holidays are upon us, and nothing better than the hype bros bringing you some fun. You got to love it, man. I also want to give a shout-out. It's an extra special day because I saw Gio in the chat. Oh. Saying uh, it's Gio's first time watching since we moved in the new studio. So welcome to the spare bedroom. Well, you know, it's going to be a good day for everybody involved because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Today's stories include Crisis Core reviews dropping, Elden Ring getting some DLC, and more. Of course, you can watch the show each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there for you. Uh, if you wanted to get the show ad-free, though, you got to go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, just like our Patreon producers, Delaney Twining, 1UP Pest Control, Brian Cheney, Alex Gradle, Jason L., Mick Biologist Abramson, Derek Gehrig, Donald Eccles, and Jason L. We appreciate all of you so very, very much. But if you don't have a dollar to toss our way, that's cool. When you're out on the Epic Game Store buying your games, getting the, the Fortnite stuff, all that, use the code kind of funny. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it gets us extra money. And then I get to make more business calls. Yes. It's a fun time. Yes, for everybody. he does. Um, remember, we got a whole bunch of housekeeping for you as well. Some fun stuff. A new kind of funny podcast is up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny. It was a great episode. Fantastic vibe. We've been on a roll recently with like some bringing a lot of new energy yes. to the KF yes. podcast. Do you think it's maybe because we're in the studio? I think that has a lot to do with it and just the different combinations of the people yes, yes. on the couches like kind of definitely brings a, a vibe to it. Um, but yesterday we had Fregled Fuego del Sol from AEW. Mm -hmm. He popped by, hung out with us. What a pleasure that guy. Oh, my God. Very special to see him in person, Tim, because I have, of course, met him through kind of funny. But we've played a lot of games together like Fall Guys and Warzone on the late night. So to see him live and in person for the first time was really special. For it's me. cool. It's, yeah. And I, I love that that's just happening more and more and more now that we have the space. Yep. That we're like seeing people for the first time. And there's an excitement for people to see the space. So anytime anyone's even near SF, they're like, I'm coming through. Yep. Fuego was not in San Francisco. He was in L.A. for a show. And then he was like, I'm going to fly up to SF just to go to the spare bedroom. <laughs> I call. love that. Good yeah. call. Yep. Yeah, so that was that was a blast. You can check that out. Um, also, some new kind of funny X-Cast merch just dropped. Can I take it away? Go Can for I it. talk about the merch? Of course. Hey, kind of funny best friends, welcome in. As you know, we drop merch on the regular here at kind mm -hmm. of funny. And it's a very special honor and a special moment for me and my two gaming dads. Because two years ago, 
Tim Geddes, Greg Miller, and the Kind of Funny crew took a chance on letting a little bit of green come into this studio. And we got to talk all things Xbox. And guess what? We now have our official line of merch out in the wild over on kindoffunny.com slash store. Of course, you have the full X-Cast line. You have a nice tie-dye hoodie. Love that. Also embroidered. Embroidered on yeah. the front. You know, many of you know, I love my 100 Thieves apparel. So we kind of matched up with some of their designs there. And then, of course, a new year is upon us, Tim. Mm -hmm. 2023 is right around the corner. And many of the best friends know out there, my gaming dad, Paris Lilly, loves to be in the weight room. I am trying my best to be a better me uh -huh. by going to the gym more regularly. And so we thought, you know what? Let's make some active wear gaming jerseys and apparel for the best friends out there. So if you, during this 2023 year, want to get out, work up a little bit of sweat, guess what? You can look good in some new kind of funny merch branded with X-Cast themes. So make sure to check out the T-shirt and the long sleeve. And, of course, the dad hat is very, very good. Some special designs on the back of that. So it, Can we see the hat one more time? It's a special there. one for me to be able to let you all know about the X-Cast merch because this is a big deal. Yeah, it, I, I'm proud of you. I love that it is very Snowbike Mike yep. with the athletic uh -huh. uh, vibe, with the 100 Thieves <laughs> vibe. And this hat with the faces of you and your two gaming dads is it's my perfect, favorite thing Tim. in the world. So, yeah, yeah, you can check it out. Kindoffunny.com slash store. You can get all of that right now. Um, some cool stuff coming up later today. Uh, right after this, we're going to be partnering with NVIDIA for the Portal Party. Uh, Andy Cortez is going to be playing through Portal for the very first time. He has never played through Portal 1. Yes. He's doing it with RTX now. This game looks incredible. Uh, so definitely check it out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun right after this. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. We got to hang out. Greg and Andy got to interview one of the developers. Great time all around. Oh my Have gosh. fun. Stay tuned. Tim, let me tell you, all the best friends out there listening or watching on VOD, watch later on because this is something really special. This is a game from 2007, Tim. And they make it look real nice. I real can't wait nice. to show this off with Andy. It's going to be real cool. Yeah. So definitely check that out. Uh, and then also on the uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny side, we have two banger episodes up oh. today. A PS I Love You and Gamescast. Gamescast will be later in the afternoon. That's going to be our predictions episode for the Game Awards, which is always a good time. Uh, and remember, on Thursday, Game Awards, we're going to be live yep. right here yep. reacting to it. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Thursday, there's a lot of housekeeping here. This is important updates. Let's for break it down. All right. Yeah, give them the Breaking time. Breaking it down. We're actually going to start games daily late on Thursday. The, the entire Kind of Funny day is going to shift back. So we're going to start at 1 p.m. Pacific with Kind of Funny Games Daily. Right after that, we'll roll into a gameplay stream. And after that, we're going right into the Game Awards itself. So hang out with us all day from 1 p.m. till probably 10 p.m., something like that. It's going to be a blast. So, so come hang out there. Uh, but we're doing our predictions episode of Gamescast today. And P.S. I love you. And is prediction announcement predictions. Announcement right? predictions, yeah. yes. Because our predictions of the winners, that episode was on Games Daily a couple weeks ago. You can check oh, that out. Nice. Um, but P.S. I love you XOXO is recording their 2022 uh, P.S. I love you XOXO awards episode later today. They need your input right into the link on Greg's Twitter to let us know who should be crowned best PlayStation trophy list, best PS plus game, best studio and more. Also, let us know your categories you want us to answer and then listen live on Patreon.com slash kind of games or later in the week when it goes up for everybody. So go to Game Over Greggy's uh, Twitter for uh, that. Be a part of the show. Great stuff. A lot of great stuff. A lot, lot of great, great stuff. stuff. I can breathe. The housekeeping's out of the way. Just Ooh. stay tuned and hang out with us all week. That's pretty much what I'm asking you. Is that too much to ask? No, right? not at all. And especially it's because it's, it's an exciting week. Oh, a lot yeah. of fun stuff to watch. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff to watch, to talk about. And we're going to do just that right now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one. This one very, very close to my heart. Oh, Mike. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion Review Roundup. On Metacritic right now, it is at a 77. On Open Critic, it is at a 79. Uh, I'm going to read a couple blurbs from yeah. various outlets. Jess Howard at GameSpot says it's an 8 out of 10. Ultimately, if you go into Crisis Core Reunion expecting a one-for-one remake of, of Crisis Core, quirks and all, you will not be the slightest bit disappointed. It's a greatly improved version of a great game, one that all Final Fantasy VII fans eager for more story would benefit from playing. While you shouldn't expect any new content or story revisions, sincere apologies to all of you who are hoping, I'll admit I was too, Yes, I'll admit I was too. All right. Uh, you can expect a powerful ode to the kindest man you'll ever meet and the legacy he passed on. And then Karen Brunskill at PC Gamer gave it an 86 out of 100, saying Crisis Core Reunion is an engrossing action RPG with no patience for fluff or filler and a game that escapes Final Fantasy VII's long shadow with ease. As someone who can still remember playing through Crisis Core on PSP, I found the vastly upgraded graphics and reworked battle system here well worth the replay, and Zack's resolute and ultimately futile positivity in a world designed to crush him under its heel still managed to tug at my heartstrings, even though I knew exactly how his story was going to play out before I'd even installed the game. Now, Mike... I doubt you're familiar with anything. Going Ooh, zero percent, Tim. All right, let me give you a little quick history. Let me run down. All right, Final Fantasy VII comes out in 1997, changes the world, right? Yeah, it sets the world ablaze. The first Final Fantasy, not on a Nintendo console, really kind of defined PlayStation as being a heavy hitter in the okay. space, okay. right? Alongside Metal Gear Solid and, and, and Castlevania Symphony Night and other titles like that. Um, so Final Fantasy VII was so impactful, really changed the franchise of Final Fantasy. JRPGs as a whole, video games as a whole, really kind of grew them up a bit into being cinematic experiences. You know, we always talk about Metal Gear that way. Yep, yep. Final Fantasy VII is another one there. Flash forward 10 years, everyone's hoping we get more Final Fantasy VII. They announced the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, which was going to include the movie Advent Children, uh, a game on PS2, Dirge of Cerebus, which is a horrible third-person action shooter okay. game. Uh, and then there was Crisis Core, which was a prequel to Final Fantasy VII, starring a character from the game, Zack, um, who, when the game was going to come out on PSP, and it was going to be the flagship PSP title, all right? More advanced than anything we've seen. Graphics insane. Towards the end of the PSP's life. So it was like, okay. it was going to be the, the game, right? So much excitement. I absolutely loved it. To the point that, in Kind of Funny Games Cast, in our, the intro, where it's us as different characters, I am Zach. A lot of people think I'm Cloud. No. Wow. I am Zach Fair. Zach Fair is one of my favorite video game characters of all time, all right? So when they announced that they were remaking this, I was extremely excited because so much about this game I love. So much about this game, even at the time, I was like, ooh, uh-uh, this is, this is not good. Um, but after Final Fantasy VII Remake came out and blew me away, it's our game of the year, 20... Yep. Yep. 20? 18, 20, 20, 20, that's what it was, yeah, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot going into this. You know, I feel like there's going to be more people than ever interested in this story and, and, yep. and giving this game a shot that maybe even didn't play the original. I know like Greg Miller and, uh, and Andy and Blessing and them, like they all loved remake, but never played the original or at least never finished the original. So there's a big question here of like, are they gonna be interested in this game? And I didn't know going in. I didn't know if it was gonna hold up or whatever. So Barrett, can you please play my review of Crisis oh. Core? 
I'm so happy that after 14 years, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII is still just freaking cool, dude. Zack Fair is cool, the music is cool, the summon animations are cool. It's way more than a remaster, way less than a Final Fantasy VII remake, or even 2019's Resident Evil 2. It's firmly most comparable to the first Resident Evil remake on the GameCube. So easily the definitive way to play one of the PSP's absolute greatest games, but at its core, it's very much a handheld game from 2007 that even at the time really wanted to be a console game. But now it is a console game. Its upgraded looks are impressively similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Its combat has been masterfully modernized to play impressively similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's now fully voice acted, so it sounds impressively similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake. But the map layout, the characters, and my god, the writing has not been updated whatsoever. And oof, the quality. If people had wings they'd be monsters. The melodrama is thick, and the Anakin was actually the one that made C-3PO levels of forced prequel fan services utterly unhinged. But honestly, this is another one of those games that might critically be a three out of five, but will always be a five in my heart. If Remake was your first entry into the world of Final Fantasy VII, I promise you the hype moments make all the weird stuff worth it, and it's only gonna take you like 10 hours to get to my favorite video game ending of all time. Does the game hold up? Well, honestly, probably more no than yes, but. And then it loops on TikTok. It's, Dang, it's, it's a Tim, yeah. some high praise right there. It is. Could be a know? three out of five, but always a five out of five in your heart. And what I like is, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake was my first step into the greater Final Fantasy world. I've played a couple entries before that, but Final Fantasy VII was my first time really trying and really getting into it. And I did love it. I adored it. I fell in love with this world that I'd never been a part of or even seen before. And knowing that this is one of your all-time favorite video games, video game characters, and possible video game endings. Yeah. You know, I, I love sharing the enthusiasm of video games with others and hearing you pumped up about it. You know, maybe one day when I have nothing to play, maybe I'll turn it on for you. Well, that's the thing, man, is it's interesting. It's it's a hard game to review and talk about. And, like, that's why, even in that, I was saying, like, it critically, it's a three. Like, it's not a bad game by any means. It is there, A lot of it's really good. I think the combat is very fun. It's very engaging. It's different than things that we've seen before in similar type of games. And I think that it's a really interesting, uh, this version of this game is really interesting because it is such a fresh coat of paint. Like it is so much better looking than the original. And it's so close to looking like the remake that you kind of expect the rest of the, um, mm, yeah, of the presentation and the story and everything to feel exactly like remake. And it simply doesn't. So it's like, that's where it can kind of, there's like a dissonance created there. But what's interesting to me is thinking about Final Fantasy and like this type of action RPG um, and the more action-based Final Fantasies, this was kind of the first one. Like when it came out in 2007, this is the like impetus and the seed that would eventually become what we see in Final Fantasy 15, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, this more action-oriented um, battle system that doesn't feel turn-based, doesn't feel like what we think of, of old-school JRPGs. So I do think that there's like a history lesson uh, it, aspect to crisis yeah. core that i think is worth doing especially it's 10 hours like it is not long and it kind of breezes by it is set up like a handheld mobile game because it is a handheld mobile game like it is the very specific chapters um all the side quests are like really contained things that you always know exactly what you need to do because it's designed to be played on the train playing your psp you only have 15 minutes to to get something done and it's really satisfying to like keep you feeling like you're you're making progress even if you only have a little bit of time to put into the game and you're rewarded with like fun stories and like really cool stuff again it's really corny it is potentially like the most like cringy anime dialogue i've i've experienced in a very long time and going back to like they didn't change a single line in the game like it is exactly the same but it wasn't voice acted before 
Before it was only really? the cutscenes voice acted. Now every single thing is read out loud. And hearing some of those lines oh. is hilarious, dude. It's if people had wings, they'd be monsters. Oh my god. I, and I'm telling you, like, that is not the only time they say that. Like the variations are <laughs> if soldiers are monsters and monsters had wings, but what if the wings were the monsters? Maybe I've been a monster all along. It's like it's nonstop. But somehow, all the corniness, all the melodrama, all of it just kind of, it, it results in something that feels much more important and impactful than any one specific moment that led up to it. But the ending of this game, man, it, it, it hits. It hits so hard. And, like, admittedly, this is my third time playing through the game. I played through twice on PSP in 2007, and now I played through it now. I've watched the ending to this game on YouTube countless times. Just went on, I need to feel something, you know? And I get so into it. I freaking love it. But in the context of playing the game, it's a little silly now. Like, it didn't hit me as hard this time, but I, I still stand by. Like, this game is really special. If you enjoyed Remake, I definitely think it's worth giving a shot. Um, I think it's worth playing through if you played Remake. I would not recommend this game to people that, as their first Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy VII experience. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely not. But it's a fun game. And I think it, it adds the lore in, in really impactful ways. And the fact that they decided to remake this game exactly how it is story-wise and not change anything amidst their remake storyline of having remake and then rebirth coming out soon, I'm very interested because I'm like, okay, cool. They, they're releasing this with the reunion title. It has to fit in somehow. They, they want people to know that this, canon, that this is canon to yeah. what they're building. So I don't know. Anyways. Crisis Core. I'm happy I got to experience it again. I like that. More people get to for the very first time. That's great, Tim. That's exciting stuff. Yeah. Is it on Xbox? It is. Positive. That's a, it is. That's a it big is. win. It's everywhere. That's a big I, win. The remake games ever be on Xbox? That, that's a big that's win a for question. Xbox fans out there. That's a big win. Yeah, it's uh, it's on, it's on everything, including the Switch. I played okay. on PS5, so um, I, I don't know. It ran fantastically, not surprisingly, <laughs> on the PS5. I have no idea. I'm very interested on how it runs and looks on the the Switch. So I'm going to be looking for some uh, Ooh, YouTube okay. videos later on, on that. But anyways, moving on to story number two. Elden Ring's Coliseum DLC is real, free, and releasing tomorrow. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Uh, from Software's confirmed that Elden Ring's long-rumored Coliseum DLC is real, and it's available tomorrow, December 7th, for free. Revealed in a new trailer, the Coliseum update unsurprisingly adds new PvP modes that lets players face off in the grand arena scattered across the lands between. The trailer doesn't go into specifics on what all of these new modes will be, but it does clearly show both one-on-one -on -one battles alongside what appears to be doubles and even three-on-three -three fights. The trailer's description also mentions free-for-alls. Come forth, warriors, and bask in the glory of the Coliseum. The Coliseum of Limgrave, Lendl, and Khalid will open their gates, allowing players to engage in battles such as duels, free-for-alls, and team fights. The Coliseums have existed within the game since its launch, but have been inaccessible in normal gameplay. Mike, what's the read on this? Tim, this is lit. This is like one of the most hype announcements you could get on a Tuesday right now. And of course, this is really exciting. I can't wait to dive deep into it with you because there's so much to break down here. Of course, it has been one full year, almost. It came out in February, but we're nearing the year marker since Elden Ring, right? And it is time to get some DLC, to get some new excitement, some new fresh blood into this game. And to start off with PvP in these arenas, that's really exciting because one of the top five best parts of Elden Ring is the idea of you being invaded and you and your friends having to step up and be ready to fight someone else because it is exciting to see what that other person brings to the table what 
gear set do they have? What kind of mindset do they have? Do they like to toy with you? Do they like to come right at you and battle you? And so when you look at the idea of us going 1v1, 2v2, free-for-alls, or even trios, this is really exciting stuff because I can't wait to play with Andy. And I saw some summons in there. Of course, you can call in your summon and go at it right there. I'm really excited about this. So for me, PvP is high. It is not the end-all, be-all. I mm -hmm. think most people will want story-driven DLC, a big, full expansion, right? I think it is exciting to see PvP, but what we want is something more. And what I get is a little breadcrumb for maybe the Game Awards. Maybe. Something bigger and badder, yeah. right? You give us a little bit of a treat, but what if we get something really big here on Thursday? Interesting timing, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Jeff Jeff and Elden Ring have had a relationship in the past, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> and, and we've seen announcements being made there, things being shown there. So it's like we kind of would expect that DLC would be announced. I can imagine them not necessarily maybe wanting to use that stage for this type of DLC mm. because maybe they know that it's not the thing people are looking for. Yeah. So maybe that means what they're looking for will be there. Or maybe they're just trying to get out of the way so they're like, hey, the story this stuff's is not ready. Got. This yeah. is what we got. Like, mm -hmm. we're not trying to to have this at the show. Or maybe they even, I think, worst case scenario, they triple down and show this at the show. Ooh. <laughs> you know? Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So that, that could be, that that's, a lot of possibilities in the next couple of days and i love this time of year because it's yeah. like we're just gearing up for this for game awards and literally anything can happen you know yeah. like there's so many rumors flying around out there who knows what's true who knows what's what's a surprise like very exciting but with elden ring and this is coming from a, a place of ignorance for mm -hmm. sure when it comes to the the dark souls game specifically is pvp mode something that like has been lauded before like do people has that been in those games or do people enjoy it yeah there's a there's a certain community within the elden ring dark souls community that like the idea of pvp that like bringing in their friends and bringing in randoms and fighting to the death right this is something that a small percentage sure it's not the whole player base but there is a percentage of this player base that really enjoys pvp right you're out there looking for the best loot you're out there building the best character possible, you either want to show it off with dope fashion souls, as many people call it, or you want to go kick somebody's teeth in and have some fun. And so, yeah, PvP is something that people do seek out. Now, a lot of people will tell you, no, I don't like that because I'm the one getting beat up all mm -hmm. the time. But there is a number of people that I have seen that I know want to PvP. And the exciting part about this is right now, you only have invasions, right? You can either invade somebody as a solo or you can be invaded, but it's usually just one person, right? There's never been a three-on-three, -three, let's square up in an arena and fight, right? It's, it's just it's usually like maybe like you invade someone and maybe they already have friends, so it's like a one-on-three situation. Exactly. Like so it's never been let's square up in an arena type vibe in this game, and this is exactly what you would want to do, right? I, I'm really impressed with how they built this out and what this is going to be, right? I want to see the arenas. Uh, the word is these arenas are already in the game. It's just inaccessible. So I'm excited to see the inside of them, what they can do to make each one feel unique and different, right? I don't want just a basic gladiator pit. I would like to see some sort of destructible environments or just environments in general that put around that you can block and hide behind. I think that will be exciting to see. And most importantly, the cool, unique setting of Elden Ring, right? Where is this going to be? What cool pieces will be in the background? You can see the giant tree in the background of this one, right? But I really hope that they elevate the fighting pits to make it look cool and feel unique on each and every single one. Hell yeah. I mean, are, are you... I know you guys are going to give this a shot, but like, do you see this ha you having any potential to be more than a weekend for you and, and Andy and Bless? 
For Andy, it's probably more. For me, this is a weekend of doing it. Uh, I'm not the strongest. You know, picking my sorcerer build, it is something where I need to be far away from everyone, so I need Andy and to carry also, me. He refuses to spend his room, mm-hmm. so he's mm-hmm. not leveled of, like, where he should be even in his playthrough of the game. So he's just he's not of the fall, fighting quality of fighting other people. Well, right a now. lot of people say that, Tim, but I'm also the greatest there ever was. So oh, these the source. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've the lost source of so magic. many runes, dude. Greatest there ever was. Uh-huh. The source of inspiration. Yeah, I feel inspired. Uh, he goes out there and battles. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about this, and I know a lot of people are, too. This is going to be a great time. Thank you. I was calling Andy Cortez because I wanted to summon him mm-hmm. to the arena here. Mm-hmm. Let's summon him. Elden Ring PvP, Andy. You excited? You think this is something you're going to get into? You excited to have this man as your partner? Very me. No, Tim, the amount of times that we've been taking on bosses... And I'm just noticing damage not going down if I'm not hitting the boss. Mm-hmm. And it's because Mike you, is using um, a telescope item to take photos of me in battle. Hey, you got to look good. Um, so he does that. Um, for the longest time, never upgraded his staff because he didn't know the blacksmith would upgrade the staff. And his excuse was, well, staff is made out of wood. Why would a blacksmith work on a staff? Why? Why? Um, the amount of, I, I mean, you can count... The runes are probably around 3.5 million at this point that wow. he has lost, lost. and not spent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really excited about PvP. I never really cared about it in the main game. Um, the only, the main reason I'm bummed out about this is because I think that this takes away any chance of DLC stuff at Game Awards. Because really? like, I, I feel like I've heard more talk being like, oh, maybe they're getting this out of the way for DLC, main DLC talk at a Game Awards. I, it's, it's just a weird thing to kind of throw in with, like, timing is just really odd. Yeah. Um, that was my initial thought, Barrett, um, as I woke up and saw that news, like, oh, does that mean that they're, this is just kind of like a little throwaway update uh, in preparation for that? But <clears throat> I don't know. It's just the timing is odd, especially with how long these arenas have been in the game, how long players have been able to get into these arenas and explore them. I mean, since the game launched, people found a way to uh, get in there and kind of uh, walk around and notice, like, oh, this is a playable place. This isn't just a prop. Like, th- we're going to be in here one day probably doing some shit. So, um, I don't know. I I never want to play Elden Ring with Mike again, but we still have to beat the game. We yeah, still we got to beat the game. <laughs> got to do it, everybody. We're brothers together. <laughs> we're brothers together. I'm going to go on the opposite side. I'm going to get the get hype moment right now. Elden Ring DLC at the Game Awards. Let's just you go know, for it, Tim. Let's, let's talk let's about it just for, for a little longer here. Like, it's interesting because, I mean, again, there's no predicting how things go these mm-hmm. days where there isn't one way to do a rollout of announcements and stuff. So I do think that it'd be very bizarre for them to announce this and then also do DLC at Game Awards because, like, why not just have this be a do the big DLC thing and there's PvP. It's like, mm. it's not like there's much to talk about here to the point that I feel like it would distract from anything. So it's like, it is a little weird to me that if they were to announce it that way, but the fact that this is out now, you know, that might be a nice thing of them being like, hey, here's the DLC that's coming later. But remember, you can get the, yes. the P- PvP thing now. See, I, I think it's the opposite. I think it's the right way to announce something small like this, right? Because this is the small announcement that the larger player base, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Everybody's going to be excited about the idea of new bosses, new story content, and they're going to completely forget that there's been three brand new arenas 
for PvP to be in there, right? It's going to be a small byline in the larger story, right? So for me, this is the right move, right? You announce the small piece, get people excited. Hey, it's free. It's added tomorrow. And then when we show you the big story DLC, that's coming out in January or February. Chew on that for a little bit, right? I think that's the right way to do it because this is the small things of the story that will get lost in translation later on. Mm, mm. Well, really interesting. Remember, guys, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get this show ad-free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. Mm. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their holiday sales. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. The lost and broken coverage transfers to anyone you gift them to. They'll get great polarized shades and protection no matter what happens to them in the future. They stand by their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54 at ShadyRays.com using the code KINDAFUNNY, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Shout out to Factor for sponsoring this episode. We all got to eat, and sometimes having to prep that food is the one thing really getting in the way of your day. With the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Plus, Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Factors cheaper than dining out and takeout, plus the money you save towards holiday fun and you time, and thanks to Factors' commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful chef-crafted meals, guilt-free like their creamy Parmesan chicken and three-bean vegan chili. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been so thankful for Factors since we've been here in the new studio, and you can too. Head to go.factors75.com slash kindoffunny60 and use code kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code kindoffunny60 at go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right, you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app we love using that takes care of that for us, and it is called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. You can get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Story number three. A Toe Jam and Earl movies in the works for oh, snap. Amazon. <laughs> this comes from Mia Galapo at The Hollywood Reporter. 
Two intergalactic travelers looking for some funk are landing in Hollywood. The 1990s Sega video game Toe Jam and Earl is in the works as a feature film in Amazon Studios, also hailing from Stephen Curry's Unanimous Media and Story Kitchen. Stefan? Stephen? Stephen Curry. Stephen. Yep. Stephen Curry, everybody. <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl, created by Mark Vorsanger and Greg Johnson, centers on two space alien rappers who come to Earth seeking a cure for the disease, eradicating their home planet's rhythm, funk, and groove. Woo, gotta find if that I had groove. A nickel, if I had a nickel. The synopsis for the project continues. Earth, their legends tell them, is the paradise where the music that created their culture originated. Unfortunately for our heroes, not only do they wreck their ship, but they find that Earth is, well, not the haven they expected. Mm-hmm. But the music, that part was true. So begins their quest to find as much of that music as they can in hope of saving their planet and maybe ours as well. Amos Vernon and Nunzio Randazzo, the writers behind Hotel Transylvania 4 and the upcoming Disney Plus Super Fudge series. <laughs> that, oh, they're doing Super Fudge? They're doing Super Fudge. What do you feel about Super Fudge, Mike? I have no idea what Super that is. Super Fudge, everybody. Um, oh, uh, I forget the author's name, but she does a bunch of uh, books. If it's not Captain you... Underpants, then I don't know. Okay. That's my guy. That's my guy. guy. I don't Judy know. Bloom. The Super Judy Bloom. Judy Bloom book. Yeah. You most likely read it in like elementary school or some shit. Super fudge, everybody. You being a Captain Underpants guy is is so perfect. Like, everybody was a Captain know, Underpants guy. I know, guy but we Mike up. being it is like like Yo, that's your Halloween costume, yeah. baby. Oh, great you idea. Do yeah, you got to go all great out. Idea. Shave it great off. Great idea. Anyway, <laughs> the So Jam and Earl uh, thing it feels like animated version of uh, Jane Silent Bob of like, mm. oh, we're doing mm, this that's movie, good. huh? Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting. I mean, like, Toe Jam and Earl, like, look, this isn't for me. Like, obviously, when you look at the the credentials of the people working on yes. all this, like, it seems like they're trying to make a fun kids movie. And I think that it, that could work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you, like, I, I haven't read Super Fudge, but, you know, the youth out there. Please they, tell they, me you know youth. who Judy Bloom is, dude. Judy Bloom doesn't sound can we get a Can we get a Google search oh on Judy Bloom? God. Is she the diary of a wimpy person? No, dude. I mean, he's Her coming out. from, like, the 80s, Tim. Judy Bloom. She did Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Tales of a fourth grade, nothing. Blubber. 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 No, I know Flubber. Ah, yeah, you knew it. Flubber. You knew yeah. it. You knew it. I do not know any of these books. Dude, that's insane. I'm not well read. Okay. Barrett. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. That's fine. Even and that's when fine, you were Tim. forced to read in 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 elementary school? But yeah, man. I, I I none of these books even look familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. Maybe the next generation after. Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. Might have been. I was out. I was animorphing. I was goosebumping. You were in that yeah. weird in between because if you see, yeah, so, Super yeah. Fudge was written in 1980, and then Fudge Mania 1990. Fudge Mania, and then Double Fudge Double Fudge. So it kind of makes sense of maybe because you know my mom was growing up around that that time because I feel mm-hmm. like she would have been she would have been like five, I think, by the time uh, the first book had come out. She probably grew up with that. And then by the time, meanwhile, like the, her sister's just like super stoked about Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then she still had those books when I was a kid, but I remember them being in elementary school as well. So you might have just been in that weird in between of of generations. That I don't just know. Totally yeah, missed this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this man. Yeah, I mean, when I look mm-hmm. at this announcement, right? Of course, Stephen Curry. Always mm-hmm. excited to see. I mean, I'm a big basketball guy, so LeBron James and Stephen Curry, you know, with their production teams, they you can see them starting to get into other ventures. We always talk about this. When you have some sort of superstar celebrity, they start dipping their toes into other ventures, right? New revenue streams, as Mr. Businessman Tim Gettys would like to know mm-hmm. about, you mm-hmm. know? But, of course, I'm looking at it as like, 
Hotel Transylvania. I liked all those movies. I could see where we're going with this, right? I look at it. Someone put out uh, get uh, Keenan and Kel to be cast in this one, which made me smile from the chat. Of course, I'm thinking Kid and Play. I'm thinking okay. some fun 90s hip-hop yeah. music. Let's find the groove. Let's have a good time. But this is like Space Jam, right, where we're going to see this, and it's like, uh, I don't know if that's for me anymore. Right? Yeah. I've kind of grown out of that. But more power to him. I, I like that. I want to see Conker's Bad Fur Day. Right, I want to see a R-rated Conquer's Bad Fur Day <laughs> oh, yeah. movie come oh, yeah. out. That's what I'm looking for. I mean, look, it's interesting. Everything about this sounds like, again, I feel like there's potential here for this to hit with the audience it's trying mm-hmm. to target. I've never been a Toe Jam and Earl guy. Like, even on the Genesis, like, I remember renting it once and just was like, I don't. Mm-hmm. I was never a fan of um, Ren and Stimpy and okay. like the, uh, the nastier parts of Rocco's modern life. And like yes. that, like Those kind of best. like that really, really nasty, like visual style. SpongeBob get, like, dabbles with it every once in a while. Yeah, SpongeBob yes, was very much inspired by Ren and Stimpy and stuff like that where, yeah, you get like really gross close up shots of things. Yeah. The crust on like of their the boogers of, like, and the, stuff. Yeah. yeah and, usually and I feel like with SpongeBob, I was a little bit more accepting of it. Cause like it, it felt like it was, that was like dramatic effect. And it was like more of like the shock value of it. Whereas I feel like with Ren and Stimpy, it was like, that was all the content was. Yeah. And Toe Jam and Earl, maybe I'm just, you know, judging a, a book by its cover, judging a game by its name, mm-hmm. but Toe Jam, oh, I don't want nothing to do with Toe Jam. Yep. Give like me some that. Earl. Earl. We love, yeah. love Earl. <laughs> There we go. The poll up about Judy Bloom. There yeah. we go. Yeah. So, anyways, that's cool. Let's keep an eye on this. Let's, Let's see where the production eye. goes. See if we actually make it to hey, this release. You exactly. Know what I mean? Let's exactly. see where we get with this. Yeah. Um, story number four. Speaking of Mr. Squarepants, SpongeBob Squarepants, the Cosmic Shake cooks up a January release date. This comes from Jim Norman, Nintendo Life. THQ Nordic has today announced that SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake will be arriving on Switch on January 31st, 2023, with pre-orders available now. All digital and physical pre-orders will come with the costume pack add-on for free, consisting of seven different in-game outfits for SpongeBob, such as RoboBob, Steel Pants, Mermaid Man Bob, Jelly Bob, and more. Yes. Alongside the announcement of the game's release date, the studio also released a brand new trailer. This new look at Bikini Bottom and all its multiversal glory gives a little more of an idea as to the form that SpongeBob's latest 3D platforming travels will take. Now, here's my issue. On the Switch only, that's a little, that's a little saddening to me. Mm. But of course, I am not the target audience anymore. I mm. got mine back in the day. When I saw this announcement, I smiled because... You and I, Tim, we grew up with Simpsons Hidden Run, mm-hmm. Simpsons the movie, the game, mm-hmm. right? I got my favorite childhood animation cartoons come to life in video game form. And so I am happy to see that SpongeBob still lives. Mm-hmm. THQ Nordic, nice to see them still cooking up video games, making me Summer smile, coming of course. Out. Yeah. And, you know, when I look at this, I am a little sad that it's going to be Switch only because, of course, my Switch is not that powerful and I always get uptight about it. But... For kids out there, like Barrett here, he's this ready. is exciting. He's ready. He's ready. Barrett, what do you think? I'm so excited for this. You know, when they announced this last year with, like, that really long, awkward trailer where it's, like, Mrs. Puff playing the guitar at the end for, like, an awkwardly long amount of time, it was, like, it had the promise of, like, being the spiritual successor to Battle for Bikini Bottom, but this really showed it. This really showed, like, with the, the gameplay the different levels that you're going to go to, all the different, like, costumes and themes that they're playing around with. You know, Battle for Bikini Bottom, uh, I love because the way that they kind of contextualize all of Bikini Bottom in a game in, like, 3D space is really cool. And it seems like they're going to play more around with uh, 
beyond that outside the of the multiverse the, they're talking about. Yeah, the multiverse, like going to playing around and going to different places that we've seen in the show that aren't necessarily bikini bottom or rock bottom or something like that. And it just seems like it's going to be a super fun time, definitely targeted to uh, uh, dummies like myself and kids who, you know, still are watching SpongeBob because I think it's still running. That sounds right. Wild. Right? wild. Um, Real quick, I do want to say that the story said. Uh, arriving on Switch January 31st, but it is available on every console. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe I'll platinum this one again, like hey. uh, like I did B- Bikini Bottom. And I just want to say, Tim, mm-hmm. this all started with an E3 predictions video in 2019. Yeah. Where I said, THQ Nordic has the rights to Nickelodeon games. We're going to see. I did say to give, you know. To be fair, I did say a collection uh-huh. of uh, classic Nickelodeon games, Battle for Bikini Bottom included, and you called me a fucking, fucking idiot. idiot. And then a week later, they announced the remaster of Bikini Bottom, and now we're here and we have a full-on new game. Are you fucking kidding me, Tim? Let's Look how the go. The turns have tabled, everybody. Uh, that was one of honestly, I I predicted many a video game in my life. I've been around many many fine gentlemen and ladies who have predicted alongside me. That might have been the most impressive, holy shit, I can't believe he actually called it prediction ever. I'll never forget being there, seeing it. I had to call him and I had to record his reaction <laughs> when we first saw that that this game was happening because I, I was thought, like, "How I, I is this real?" I remember that morning because you and I were the only people in the the studio, and when like I heard your voice and you were on the uh, other side of the the office, I was like, "Oh, something Batman dropped." Mm-hmm. I did not expect it to be SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Barrett, come in here. Don't look at Twitter. Don't do anything. I need to film you reacting to something." And I just started filming him, and he came in and saw that he was freaking. Right. But anyways, I'm so happy for you, Barrett, because this is so cool. This this is great that we're getting a new game. I, not for me. I don't care. I mean, honestly, I don't want to say it's not for me. I am a 3D platformer guy. So, okay. like, if yeah. this ends up being great, I'm very excited about that. But, this is my Crash 4, Tim. And, uh, exactly. I'm excited for you for that. Like, it's cool that... But also, Crash 4 was our Crash 4, too, as well. Exactly. God, Crash <laughs> 4 God, was Crash good. Crash 4 was dope. Um, but I'm, I'm excited that THQ Nordic is actually using its IP and not just releasing old games, but, like, re- bringing back... Mm-hmm. Or, Bringing back old IP to make new titles, I think, is exciting and not something we've seen a lot from them. We haven't seen much from them, honestly, besides just announcements and kind of just like, hey, here's a bunch of like uh, old like remasters and ports of things. So getting a new game for SpongeBob, I think, is really, really cool. Yeah, very exciting. It looks good as well, right? That trailer looked fun and exciting. And so it will be cool. All consoles, like you said, uh, with the clarification. So that's exciting as well. So. Let's see what Baird thinks of it when it comes out. Hell yeah, January 31st. Uh, Final news story of the day. It's a quick one. God of War Ragnarok gets a photo mode. Um, This is patch notes for version 3.0 that is now live. God of War Ragnarok has a photo mode. You can access it by pressing the square button from the options menu after you've downloaded the patch. So you're a big photo mode guy. I like photo mode a lot. I, you know, I've given a lot of credit to Ghost of Tsushima, the multiplayer, being able to photo mode with two people in the lobby at the same time was unbelievable, right? I really do like photo mode. There's some people I hear out there who hate photo mode and think it's dumb. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a ton of fun. There's been numerous vistas that I've seen in different video games that I would love to pause, line up the shot, make it my own, right? And so for me, who's still playing God of War, this is exciting to me because there are moments during Atreus's and, of course, Kratos's journey that I want to stop, pause, and take a photo. So I'm all about this. This is a great update for me heading into the winter break who's going to play a lot of God of War. Photo mode is such an interesting thing to me because I just don't get it. Like, I understand how cool it is. I understand that people put great use to it. 
I just don't have the mind that works the way of that being interesting to me. Like, yeah. I think it's weird to take the game and then essentially like apply filters to it and like change it. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm all about screenshots. I'm all about like getting, like seeing something like, oh, I want to screenshot this because it's great. But I feel like the moment that you're manipulating the depth of field and manipulating what the game could do, it's like, it. to me, there's I, I just have no understanding of why people would want to do that and i i am fascinated by it to the point that i love that there can be something that is so loved and like almost like a, a requirement from people yeah for video games that i just could not care less about but they care so much about it's just great video games can mean so many different things to different people and to see what people post on twitter and stuff with this i'm always blown away I'm, I'm very i like it you know but I just don't like doing it. I can't ever imagine doing it myself. I know. Isn't it so interesting that it, it's just a, an option, right? It's an option for people to go and be creative if they so well please. And I like certain aspects of it. Like you talked about depth of field, the things that they add, the different filters and so on, right? We've seen borders with different logos on there to make it your own little family portrait if you want. Most importantly, I mean, Forza. When we jump into Forza Horizon, of course, Forza Motorsport right around the corner. When you get with the cars and you get the ray tracing on and you make it look nice, right? Like... That's what I'm all about. And so, yeah, for God of War to capture some of these moments in this journey will be special. I think there's some really great games out there that utilize photo mode well. And then, of course, some that are just kind of throwaway. But I think it's a great idea to add if you can, if you have the time and resources. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, games like God of War Ragnarok do. And for them to, to add this. It is always an interesting thing for me, though. Like, I, we were talking about this... Um, I guess it was during the Callisto Protocol review about the idea of New Game Plus and how... I, I really feel like it needs to be a priority for New Game Plus to come at launch. Like yeah. it needs to just be part of the experience because like adding it months later, I feel is not benefiting the maximum amount of players that would actually be interested in a mode like that. Um, and photo mode, I think is a, a similar thing where I, I imagine that the most people that'd be interested in it mm. either want to use it on their first playthrough or immediately after they beat the game and want to go back and be like, yeah. cool, I have specific things. I know these moments, pictures. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's, and again, I understand that with where we're at, like they're looking at it and there's so many things that are a priority and not everything can be. Yeah. Um, but the fact that like these things seem to be happening so close to release that it's like, it's clear that it is a priority to them, yeah. but it's just not the utmost priority. You know, it's so interesting because you know, you've heard me with the, these are the must haves for multiplayer games in 2022 and beyond. I would love to sit down with someone like Greg and say, what are the single player must haves, mm -hmm. right? New game. Plus you bring up photo mode, right? Audio logs that travel with you, right? These are things that like Greg puts a line in the sand or really wants from it. Right. You've heard me on, the multiplayer side in 2022 and beyond multiplayer games must launch with cross play cross progression custom lobbies and spectate mode is something that i'm 50 50 on that i'll give you but i really want right these are things in the multiplayer landscape that should be there right these are things that elevate your game that make sure that the player base are happy and continue to play and give you longevity right what are those single-player games? What's the five things that people must have in a single-player game? Because I'm not the big, biggest single-player guy, but I will say photo mode at the beginning for me is more of a must-have because I don't really replay games that often, right? And the last thing I want to do is know that there's a photo somewhere. I want to take 10 hours into the game and have to backtrack all that way, right? I want photo mode right off the rip. So right when I get to that moment, bang, I pause for 30 seconds to five minutes, I play with my shot, I get my cool little moment, and I keep playing. The last thing I want to do is circle back 20 hours later or whatever to get to that moment. 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. I saw Rayman in the in the chat was saying that he thinks that the idea of why they would launch New Game Plus later is to get to bring players back. And like, I just, I just don't believe that that is maximizing the amount of people that are actually going to come back and play mm -hmm. the game. I feel like more people would stay with the game longer and play it longer because they want to do New Game Plus immediately after. Yeah, you know, and I, that to me, I just feel like there's a missed opportunity to the New Game Plus. I don't think is the um, attractive i'm gonna come back to the game now option that it is presented as mm. um and and you know i could be wrong i'm not saying nobody does that i'm just saying i can guarantee that more people would use new game plus if it was available it was day one day I one right that. after the yeah. game and it's like that's that's a win for everybody but also i understand it's not as easy as just hey this works but when you look at like how quickly some of these things are coming out after the launch you know it's always that delicate balance of like what to expect from a a, a launch game but it would be nice to just expect a finished game that has all the things that they wanted in yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but hey, this like is the I world said, we live in. Hey, everybody out there in chat or in the comments, list your five must-have things for single-player games. I would like to have that discussion and hear from somebody of what are the things that you really, really want. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's an interesting conversation to have where it's like the, the features and then there's just the quality of life things. Because I do feel like for games to launch in 2023, let's just say, with unskippable cutscenes. Okay. It's like, I feel like that's something that like you need to have. You oh, need to be able like to that. just skip a cutscene, you know, specifically yeah, in it's games. it's a video game sin. It, it is a video game sin. And like, that's, that's, I know a little different than something like a photo mode or whatever, but it is a similar thing for me where I'm like, when I'm playing a game and it doesn't let me skip the cutscene, I'm like, what year is this? Like, why, how did you yeah, make yeah. that call? Because especially when it's like a difficult game and like there's a cutscene before a boss. And oh, just redoing it. When you have to see that cutscene yeah. three times, it's like, I can't believe this. Like, this happened to me in the Riku battle in Kingdom Hearts 1. How is it still happening yeah. to me? How is it happening to me in Pokemon Scarlet? How is it happening? Why do I need to see these terror transformations every yeah. fucking time? I, I get it. Talk to the fucking, oh. I, I don't need to talk to my boy Clive before this like mm -hmm. end game boss fight. No, Four times in a row, man. Another great one that someone put in the chat, the ability to pause the cutscene. I really love that, yes. right? I don't want to have the fear of skipping the cutscene on accident because I want to press pause. Yes. That is one of my biggest fears. I need the pause. Maybe I need to go pee. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to go do something. Like, I just want the ability to comfortably know that I can press pause and that thing is just going to stop for a second. Yeah. That's all I want. Ooh, Resser... Rasar Zella in the chat has a great one. Story recap when you jump back in. Oh, my God. Oh, God of War had a great one. Fantastic. I mean, yeah, I think that's well, a must. Well, uh, not um, a lot of these. Uh, I think they're talking about, like, once you, if you're in the middle of a playthrough, let's say, of Ragnarok, right? When it's, like, loading into your game, it's oh. giving you, like, hey, like, this is what you did recently and stuff like that. Like, dude, Arkham City had that, like, back in Interesting. Like, okay. 2011. Like, I, I feel like that should be a, a thing every single player story has. Yeah, it's so, okay. so nice yeah, to just be elevated. able to, okay. to jump in and be like, oh, this is what I'm doing and this is why it's happening. And, like, I remember where, where I'm at with this, especially for some of the bigger games. Like oh, my God. RPGs, you yep. play a Final Fantasy, you put it down. A month later, you come back. You're like, oh, what the hell am I doing? And you it's get like, lost in the Fallout, yep. the Witcher, uh -huh. and these massive cyberpunk, these massive games where you're putting in so much time and you just black out and you're like, I don't remember where I was. Is right. Some of those moments, Tim, I just restart the game, which is depressing to hear. Oh, but sometimes oh, I do. Hundred percent. Like, oh, it's been six months. I have no idea where I'm at. I don't know what's happening. I'm just gonna restart this game. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened many times. Uh, one thing I did like about God of War Ragnarok, but I don't think they did a great job with, was the previously on recap of like, hey, here's the 2018 recap. Yeah. I, 
it was a little too artsy and vague. Mm, like, I feel okay. like it needed a little bit more like, yo, we're just straight up going to like give it's you point, every yeah. single like mm. point that you need to know. Cause like it's a, it's a valuable tool, but I, I feel like when you get a little too creative with it, it loses the the point of what it's mm. trying to, okay. to do. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I just like seeing those. I think we're, we're taking steps forward. Exactly. Right? I think they hear that and they're like, okay, how do we make it better? But like, Gears of War, right? Gears of War 5 came out. We got that little, hey, this is what happened in the Gears universe. Let's sprinkle that on for you. And I like that, right? Yeah. I think I need that for certain titles. And so, yeah, that's another single-player thing that we'd like to see. We'll uh, keep an eye on those. Yeah. And if you didn't like the God of War 2018 recap, you can always go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny oh. Games with uh, the video titled, Can Kratos Be Better? You Which is a pretty good uh, analysis and recap of Kratos' story so far. Of all the games, not just 2018. Yep. Wow. What a value. Free for you. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Check it out. It, out. it worked really hard on it. We're all very proud of it. Um, that's pretty much the show, Mike. Yep. You know, but yep. finding out if, if all the different uh, video game stuff that we want in single player games, multiplayer games are going to come, that's so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? Oh my gosh, Tim Gettys, I would tell you to go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host. Each and every weekday. Gotta love it. Uh, out today, Divine Knockout on oh. everything. Hello Neighbor 2 on everything. I'm excited about that one. Excited. I, I'm surprised that the game's not out. I feel like we've heard about it 10 million times. Correct, correct. It's okay. here now. But it's That's here now, everybody. <laughs> it's here now. Uh, Sky, Children of the Light on PS5 and PS4, which I think is a That Game Company game. Okay. But I'm surprised that that doesn't seem like more of a big deal. Hmm. Curious. Uh, Sunshine Shuffle on PC. Knights of Honor 2, Sovereign on PC. Impaler on PC. Dwarf Fortress on PC. Kainga, Seeds of Civilization on PC. Y'all PC motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. A lot of PC. <laughs> Hope you're PC. having some fun there. Uh, Far Cry 6, Lost Between Worlds on everything. Firefighting Simulator, The Squad on everything. Hindsight on PlayStation and Xbox. Shredders on PS5. Shredders now on PS5. I like that. I believe that's the console yeah. that's coming because it was on Xbox for the year. Oh, uh, and okay. also came with a free update as well. There's a new terrain park that you and your homies can shred the Narnar in. Okay. And it looks nasty. So you, you get I'll in? be in that very, very soon. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh -huh. I love you so damn much, Mike. Um, Justin 34M in the chat says, you guys never talk about porn game releases. Oh. It's that's, a good note. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. A, good yeah, note. Yeah. Um, we'll have blessing get right on that. Yeah, uh, hindsight coming out. Or I said that already. Warhammer 40k, Inquisitor, Martyr coming. To everything, space shells, as well coming to all the VR platforms except for PSVR. Mm -hmm. Some new dates for you. Parish paves a way. Uh, paves, sorry, Parish paves a blood-soaked road towards. Stop being cute, you motherfuckers. This game's coming on February 2nd. All right, deal with it. Uh, Vampire Survivors Legacy of the Moonspell DLC will be $2 and releases December 15th. And then Gree is coming to PS5 and Xbox on December 13th. Um, let's go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Well, I got a deal of the day for you, Tim. Deal it Ooh, up, dude. Deal. I've got a deal of the day. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga is up now on Xbox slash PC Game Pass. Ooh. So if you want to get really immersed in a fun uh, Lego take on Star Wars, check it out. It's a fun time. I, I like can how see they, they do the galactic the maps. I could see a little promo for this at the Game Awards. I could see a promo. Easy. I don't think we get any like major deal. Nothing crazy, but like truly and honestly, I bet you we see a promo of this. It's on Game Pass and the oh, little yeah. Star Wars stuff. People eat that up. People yeah. eat that up. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. A lot of people correcting us about the SpongeBob game. Mm -hmm. Little did they know. We fixed that for you. And then Kebab says, uh, Sky isn't a big deal because it already came out on mobile and then Switch after that. Don't play it on Switch. It runs pretty poorly. Okay, that's what I thought. I remember there was that, the game called Sky, but I remember it being called Children of the Light or whatever. But okay. um, cool. So check that out if you so desire. Um, Mike, this has been a pleasure. And it's not the end of me and you hanging out oh, no. because uh, tomorrow's hosts are blessing me. But Thursday, it's me and Mike again. Mm -hmm. And then Friday, it's me and Andy. It's going to be a great time. Bless and Greg are going to be down at the Game Awards. So me, Mike, and Andy are going to be holding down the hosting duties. Barrett going to be holding down the ones and twos over there. For the rest of the week, it's going to be a blast. So many cool video games things are about to happen. Uh, but remember, Thursday, Games Daily starting at 1 p.m. And then we're just going to be live all through the night. Will there be pizza? Yes. Yeah. Will there be drinks? Ooh, what kind yes. of pizza are we ordering, uh, Tim? You know, I was thinking we get one pizza from every pizza spot. Oh, my Francisco. gosh, oh. Tim. That's brilliant. That's a lot. That's, that's a brilliant. Lot. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But until next time, uh, it's been our pleasure to serve you.